Let's pull my face and hands. Let's pull from the ups and downs. I'm a boy and I'm a man. Hello. Hello, Stuart. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very well indeed. Yeah, back in the game. Uh, yeah, we've had a, a bit of an interesting few weeks. Uh, busy work-wise and life-wise and all of that. But uh, the most annoying thing that happened was we got hacked. Our Instagram got hacked by some pesky little Bitcoin lover, right? And uh, no matter how many times I tried to contact um, Facebook, Insta or Meta or whatever they're called, not one response. So I'd like to thank all the people who reported it from their Insta because I had lost complete access to her account and, uh, you know, a bit of a technophobe at my age, but... uh, we're back up and running, and uh, so if any of you are on our original Instagram, which is the Dead's Not Punk Pod one with the black flag logo, please leave it. Just leave, come out of that, stop unfollow, and move to the Dead's Not Punk Podcast Instagram, which has the Dead's Not Punk Pod exploited logo at the top. Um, so we'd really like you to join us. Uh, I'll probably repeat this again at the end, but uh, the new name on Instagram is Dead's Not Punk Podcast. And uh, let's try and fend off those pesky hackers. Um, it's, it was really, really annoying, Stuart. You know, I just, one of those things you put a lot of time and effort into and uh, somebody comes and destroys it. But um Suppose yeah, that's the uh, it's a frustrating thing when I could see how hard you were trying to get Insta to kind of help us with sort of like a hacking thing and you know and and, and nothing back and no help but uh, hey ho um, yeah so that's the, na- that, the that's the nature yeah. that's the nature of these companies you know so but we're back up and running and there was a couple of things I ran where we were you know we're still up and running on the old one and I've got a few people I'd like to you know just thank and. I honestly can't remember who was right or who was wrong on the competition photographs, but uh, shout out to Davey, shout out to Jim, shout out to Stoker, shout out to Peter, shout out to Martin and another Martin, shout shout out to uh, Mark, (laughs) Steve and Dino, yeah, and uh, all our great friends. One of the people that nobody got that I posted up was picture of Tony Young from a Washington DC punk band called Red Sea. I don't know if you remember them, sure. I, I think I, I, I challenged most of our listeners on that one because nobody got that. Tony Young, DC band, Red Sea in 1980. And uh, I followed that up with, uh, and you'll get this one, sure, Jock Blythe. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, Red sea, well, I was thinking about Red Sea then. Well, they're sort of contemporaries of Bad Brains. Well, yeah, 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 yeah they probably were. But she was yeah. uh, 
she was mixed race and female. And at that time, that was the only other person I could think of in that sort of era was polystyrene yeah. that had that, that, that sort of imagery. If anybody can correct me, if there's anybody else from the sort of late 70s, early 80s, um, you know, that's filling that void, be great to know. But uh, yeah, interesting. Red with this and just the letter C yeah. at the at the back of it. Jock Blythe. Who's he? <laughs> God. Did anybody, no. Did anybody get it? Yeah, uh, one person got it. But I can't remember who it was. Is I that really because can't... it's all lost in the Insta? It, it's lost in in the the realms of Instagram. So, uh, yeah, not not good. Um, and uh, you know, we've had also some really kind words. So I'm going to say that this was probably, Jock Blythe was probably Mark Jones, right, who uh, emailed us to say that uh, he's totally addicted to the podcast, an old punk rocker, and it's great listening to us two chat about music, right? And, you know, it got me thinking that one day, you know, instead of having all our famous celebrity guests on, we might get another fan on. Is Jock Blythe? Am I? If I caught up with you, is that? Is he City <laughs> Baby attacked by? Is he leather bristle studs and acne? Is it? He is. He is, he is definitely leather bristle All studs right, and yeah. acne. I'm with you now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who are GBH are currently touring America at the moment with the Exploited, I think, and they they turned up at the uh, Punk Rock Museum, who we followed on Insta last night. The Punk Rock Museum in uh, Las Vegas looks an amazing place. Might have to get a trip out there sometime, sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Big I mean, Kennedy's, you, obviously. Obviously, and yeah. all of that. So That's my karaoke so, song. Is it? What? Uh, yeah. the, too Viva drunk Las to Vegas. Fuck? Yeah, no. <laughs> thanks. Viva Las Vegas in a, in a Jello by Afri style, you know, obviously it's pathetic. But um, yeah. So, yeah. well, what a pain. And uh, so, well done for sorting it out with the new. With the new Insta handle, obviously Twitter stays well, the same, doesn't it? A dead's not punk pod. Yeah, Twitter stays the same. I mean, it was it was a real a real struggle, uh, but we're there. And um, you know, I think a lot of uh, just a lot of the thanks that we got. You know, I mean, we got set up again. You know, last night and little messages I received. So thanks to everybody. And um, you know, so that was uh, Jock Blythe. And the other one I've got to give to Ian in Cambridge. 70th birthday this year. Charlie Harper? Mm, Charlie Harper was one of them, yeah. Yeah. But this was this was a female bass player. Um Patricia. Kim Althea Gordon. Kim Gordon, yes, that's right. Kim Gordon from yeah. Sonic Youth. Yeah. 70th birthday. So, you know, congratulations to her and uh it's really good that we started this again and we aren't talking about dead people. We're talking about people who are still alive. Well, do you know who? Do you, well, yes, that's right. But I was going to, obviously, we've been on, I've been doing recording now for a little while and uh, we haven't mentioned the damned. And you've brought, up, dead, you've brought up dead people. So I'm going to segue that into the damned, uh, as, is, as is my mission on these podcasts, and mention Algie Ward, who sadly passed yeah. Who was the bass player, of course, on the best damned album ever made, which is Machine Gun Etiquette? And uh, Algie Ward, bit of a character, liked to drink, and um, I, a fantastic player. And uh, you know, I just, I just love that album. It's like my top three favorite albums of all time, and very sad. 
to to hear about his sad passing. And um, I think we'll play out tonight on a on a bit of algae board later on in the podcast. Well, as you as you've got the uh, you know uh, you're the the DJ in the decks tonight. Yeah, I'm on the ones and twos. Yeah, you're on the ones and twos. You've got access to the music, so you can play out whatever you want, Stuart. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Another notable mention, and I will mention it, even though I did talk to you about it last week, and you went, that's not punk rock. Well, one of the, the queens of rock and roll, Tina Turner, who sadly passed away, who had a had a really harsh life, um, you know, and uh, stood up for what she wanted. And, um, you know, some of the records she made were like standout 60s soul records. Um, I'm not, you know, that convinced on the... Uh, simply the best period and private dancing and all that but the stuff she did in you know uh the late 60s was unbelievable performance wise vocal wise vocal range etc so tina turner I'm, i've got to say my favorite tina turner stuff is uh mad max 3 um beyond the thunderdome so uh <laughs> well that, that was it that was in that era yeah of simply the best Yes, you know, oh, uh, she's oh. good counterbalance to those awful tracks with some yeah, yeah. Steamy post-apocalyptic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, steamy windows and stuff yeah. like that. Which, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, in terms of pop, not a lot of her songs were actually written by her. You know, a lot of them. You know, Mark Knopfler wrote a couple of songs. I think Mark Knopfler wrote um, "Private Dancer." I might be wrong on that, and I think. Um, Danny Gallagher from Gallagher and Lyle, Scottish yeah. band from the sixties, he wrote a couple of hits for her as well. So anyway, enough about Tina Turner, rest in peace. And uh, you know, so what else has been going on? Have we been to any gigs? Well, we went to see Benefits. We did. We went to see Benefits, uh, Meryl Streak, and what was the band in the middle? Do you like Scrounge? Scrounge, yeah, 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 yeah. All excellent bands, you know, and all championing a sound that we're very much into it is, you know, it's angry. I mean, I sent, um, I sent my son uh, a video of Benefits and he went, oh, Mike Skinner's lost his way a bit. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's angry, it's shouty, but what he's shouting about sits in our, um, in our comfort zone. Yeah, I love it. Good. I absolutely love Benefits. I'm looking forward to seeing him at Glastonbury. And I thought Meryl Streak, that record is great. Yeah, no. he is. Meryl Streak is one of the, the the best upcoming things that we've seen in a long while, yeah. and uh, I don't think he's playing Glastonbury, but he did two. He did, are, though, he, aren't they? Benefits. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. He did two nights with Dead Kennedys in Dublin and Belfast. I think yeah. Meryl Streak was was the main support. So, so yeah, and then last week we went to the Heavy Music Awards, yeah. which was like to me was like. Eurovision for Mellors. <laughs> it wasn't really my thing. And I, you know, no. I liked that. there was one band that stood out amongst all the other nonsense, and that was Loathe, who reminded me a bit of the first very early pre Mike Patton Faith No More. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, We Care a Lot kind of era. And, you know, and it's not really punk, but I thought they were a good band, really tight. They had a good, they really good performance. The rest of it was just drivel. But, um, and, you know, on that point, I used to pick up on that. Um, I, I went and got my hair cut yesterday, as you do, right? Yeah. And uh, I was talking to my barber, and I, I was saying, oh, I went to this thing last week that you might have liked, you know, because he's into that. He's also into, he's one end of the spectrum, he's into really dark techno, and the other end of the spectrum, he's into really hard rock, right? Mm. And I said, oh, yeah, there was this band, Lothon, 
and uh, and I said, oh, I was having fun with the girl that was sitting next to me, and I said, loaf? Is it like a plain loaf or a pan loaf? Is it Mother's Pride? And she kept on going, no, you, it's loaf. Yeah. And I went, oh, right, it's loaf. Oh, got you, right. And I was saying to Greg yesterday, and he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, no, loaf. I used to tour with them. They're from Liverpool. And seemingly they were called something else for quite a while, and then they sacked the singer. And the guy that used to just hang out with them, who was like their roadie or their uh, driver or whoever, you know, that one person that can never yeah. play, that always wants to be in a band. Well, he decided to start screaming, and he's now the screamer in Loth. Right. That's well, my little Loth story there for you. Yeah, I like it or loathe it. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> so, like yeah, well, I, mean, I, I thought they were the only good thing. I didn't really think very much of the event. And uh, uh, some people that we obviously know were there with the band which, yeah, yeah. Uh, who you know who we really like and uh they were up for some awards we were really hoping they'd get something that night it seemed a bit unfair really because well, we like witch fever but um well, they up, it was really annoying they were up for three awards and they didn't get one i know yeah. and it looked, looked a bit i don't know i don't know how those things work but it you know yeah. it seemed to me that a lot of the presenters then went back up to collect awards i don't really don't want to say the wrong thing but yeah not not really yeah much. yeah, yeah. I'm just, let's move on from that shall we so uh so here we are we're back uh after a bit of a break we had a bit of a social media crisis and um been a bit busy haven't we really with with yeah, with, yeah. And, and stuff as well so but we're back and we'll, we'll get back into the swing of this try and keep to our once every couple of weeks schedule definitely back on to some guests as well um that was well, i think i think the idea that you know we came up with of maybe getting a fan on who wants yeah. to talk about their experience at a certain time in music might be a good one see we've tried we've tried certain people and they haven't responded to us but uh this week was you know we're sort of heading in heading out of post-punk and into the diversions from what happened after like sort of post-punk uh into that word goth Goth is, yeah. you know, and you know, there's certain people that were involved in the punk scene, sure, that you would say were the sort of innovators of that, and uh, people like Susie and yeah. people like um, Robert Smith, obviously, Dave Vanian had that sort of gothic look, and uh, even Howard Devoto. Well, Howard Devoto, a magazine, I mean, would they, they were a bit more sort of alternative than goth but i get what you well see that see that that yeah that is i mean well there's a question for you southern death cult death cult and the cult that all came from goth yeah okay i'll take that i mean for me but 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 they're 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 more an alternative band shall we say you know they they ended up filling stadiums and you know goth was quite a they went down a thing, kind of really. doors, sort of doors, kind of weird rock thing, didn't they? The the cult, but you know, but um, I mean, but but then, but then there's a good argument for. It. I'd say the doors were goth. Oof, that's a statement. Um, you know, I, in the sixties of in I, I, in the sixties of that dark psychedelic, yeah, maybe, sort of, like it, maybe. You know, I mean, obviously, we're retrofitting the phrase goth to something that happened, you know, twenty odd years prior to. Well, Got yeah, and we're we we and we're trying to fit it into something that happened in our lifetime and yeah. uh, how it took hold of us and uh, it was definitely <laughs> an experimentation of uh, fashion and makeup and uh, you know 
first time I'd ever used hairspray, I think, was when I was a goth, you know. Yeah. I used to remember getting into Boots and a Saturday, and there was only one brand of um, male hairspray. I think it was called Falcon. And right. the Falcon hairspray, if you could crimp your hair and backcomb it up into big spikes and a Falcon, Falcon would hold it so much better than the old sugar and water shit. Right, okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'll take your word for that because I didn't really do that. I was more a sort of, I can't remember what I used to do my mohawk with. I think we, at one point I used egg white, but then it would kind of eventually dry and make it look like you had really chronic dandruff. And then, <laughs> was, then, then, then stuff like black and white and Dax sort of came out, which which was better. But, you know, Liberty Spikes and stuff, soap was usually soap. soaped up, yeah, in, in those days. But anyway, we digress. For me, the kind of birth of goth from my looking over from the the punk side of the wall was a bit more pure but i look you know was Susie. obviously you're absolutely right sort of very gothic and then bauhaus came along who were really you know took the the dark entries and those that in the flat field album and belly lagos is dead really took goth in a kind of different and the birthday party released the bats kind of reminds me birthday party released the bats is it is that album yeah you know is uh big jesus trash can stuff like that the album was called drunk on the pope's blood the split 12 with lydia lunch and yeah the album was called junkyard junkyard that's right and um yeah yeah, and the release the bats was a single it was on 4ad wasn't it and um, yeah it was and uh, those uh, Bauhaus, I mean, I lived in Northampton, as you know, at the time, and Bauhaus were kind of like the big local band. You know, they I remember them playing in small clubs in Northampton as they sort of, you know, when they first started out. And of course, we all went because we were in the, we were all into music in the local town. And then they, they played a theatre in, in, it must have been 1981 or something. I went, my dad took me because I was at school. Right. And, um, and I remember them, and uh, I think I told you this story. The support band, yeah, they, I think this was these things up in the air. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And then I absolutely they, when the Mask album came out, they played a shopping centre, Western Fable Shopping Centre, and they had this thing called the Mask Ball. So we all went because they were like the local band, and they were starting to kind of do quite well. I think they started to play in America and stuff, and they were on telly, you know. And then they did Ziggy Stardust, and we were on top of the pops. But um, right. But so they were a real a real sort of foundation for me and what was going on with goth. And I kind of quite liked them because they were local and they sort of were a bit punk, you know, and, um, and I, you know, we talked about this before the pod, didn't we? With Joy Division kind of, you know, sort of closer is very dark, isn't it? You know, it's a very dark. Well, you know, Tony, Tony Wilson once did say and described uh, when he signed the band to factory, Joy Division as gothic called them gothic so yeah you know that's interesting back to the birthday party do you remember um and this will lead us into other things as well i'm just looking at yeah i think it's the junkyard album the producer on the junkyard album is a guy called richard mazda do you remember richard mazda i don't know if i do never liked he was the what (laughs) 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 he was he was originally in uh a punk stroke mod band called The Tours, who signed to Virgin in 1979 uh, after selling large quantities of their debut single, Language School. Right. DJs, John Peel championed them, uh, led to a bidding war. They eventually signed to Virgin, but they only very short-lived as the uh, 
the the two founder members of the band fell out. But then Mazda formed a band called The Cosmetics and went on to become the in-house producer at IRS Records. Oh, right. That's uh, Copeland's label, yeah. That's Miles Copeland. R.E.M. and... uh... R.E.M. and the Cramps, right. But he was also working with seminal punk new wave acts such as The Fall, The Birthday Party, Wall of Voodoo. Yeah. Because Wall of Voodoo was round about that time as well, if I remember rightly. I'm trying to remember what their hit was. Oh, the Flesh Tones, ATV, uh, Brian ATV James. with uh, Mark Perry. Yeah, yeah. All right. Brian James from The Damned, The Scientists and The Folk Devils. Scientists, uh, scientist as in the reggae scientist or? No, The Scientists as in the band from uh, Western Australia. Oh, right. Was... Um... Uh, was the Wall of Voodoo single? God, oh, Mexican this, radio. Mexican radio. Well done, Stuart. Mexican oh, radio. Scores. Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, Wall of Voodoo. I mean, yeah. that was. I remember at the the discos of the time. Right, there was uh, that was always played at the goth discos. Um, yeah. But who was the singer in Wall of Voodoo? Oh fucking hell! You... It's like quiz night tonight, isn't it? Yeah, what are you doing to me? I know. Well, it's, it's a Friday night. I thought I'd challenge you, you know. Stan Ridgeway. Ridgeway. Stan Ridgeway. Well yeah. done. Yeah. yeah, well done. There you go. And We're the in. two Moreland brothers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've just looked that up. You're I cheat. have not. <laughs> <laughs> no. You have. So, right. yeah, I mean, release the bats, definitely. Um, and then there was stuff like, I'm going to also throw in Adam Ant there. Adam Ant was responsible for a lot of the imagery that bled into goth because a lot of that piracy sort of uh, non, non, yeah, nonsense that he he promoted. Well, Vivian Westwood was involved in a lot of that as well, wasn't she? And- it, it, exactly. So she was trying to obviously move on from the punk thing, fashionista-wise. But uh, I remember seeing the birthday party in Edinburgh. In 1981 or 82, I will clarify what year it was in the next podcast because I also saw the birthday party the same night that I saw Culture Club. Wow. You really want to hear Cause, me? Yeah, because that, that was the number one record. Yeah. The gig was the gig was on a Sunday night at Coastals in Edinburgh, the birthday party and the Saints at Coastals. And then upstairs they had a club on the next level, which I think was called the Hoochie Coochie Club. And Boy George and Culture Club were doing the PA of their not single, which had just went straight in at number one of Do You Really Wanna Hurt Me? And the charts were obviously on a Sunday. So it was it was mobbed with like freaks, all sort of freaks were at Culture Club. Because yeah. a lot of the, the people had piled out of the birthday party gig. So wasn't but the but the, the culture club with boy george and stuff was very involved in the whole kind of pub scene in you know um cuz cuz there was a lot of crossover with them in the in with steve strange and the blitz scene yeah and he also john moss from the drummer in culture club talking of adam and the ants played in adam and the ants that's right he did and so i 
and I'm not looking it up before you accuse you. And I because what? because <laughs> look, uh, uh, there's, um, there's nothing up my sleeves. And uh, right, okay. Because I'm going to talk about the damned. Because John Moss, <laughs> I seem to was, remember, had played was also in the damned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know. I'm just pinning them that. all together there for you. Pop them up, and I'll hit them. Um, yeah, but John Moss, John Moss is the one that's trying to sue. Anyway, there's a whole yeah. court case going on between him and George at the moment. Anyway, that's for another day. But uh, while you were cheating there and while what? I was looking, uh, Culture Club released Do You Really Want to Hurt Me on the 6th of September, 1982. That's right. And I, and I know that is, uh, so that, was, that would have been released on a Monday. So it would have been the following Sunday. As I remember, I was seeing a girl in Edinburgh at the time. I'd just gone to university in Edinburgh, and that would have been right because it would have been the first or second week in September, nineteen eighty-two, was when I saw the birthday party. So there you go, birthday party culture club tying it all together. Yeah. Then back into you know Central Belt and back over to Glasgow. You know, Night Moves and Rooftops were the two. You know, Night Moves was a big club. Rooftops, I think it was called Rooftops after Night Moves. Uh, and, you know, they started booking a lot of, uh, I'm going to say, German stuff. Well, I'm still saying annoyed man. And I remember seeing SPK. Yeah. And um, seemingly the SPK stands for so many different things. Yeah. Uh, I think. It stands for I think the, metal. Yeah. Well, it. I think it was Surgical Penis Clinic at one point. And uh, and they came on and they had, I'm trying to remember what it's called. You know those grinders that yeah, spray all yeah, the, yeah. an axle grinder or something? Yeah. They had one of them on stage and the guy was swinging a huge chain around the audience. It's fucking absolutely mental. Can't, couldn't tell you a song they played. Can't remember one song they played. Well, but, that's moving goth sort of into that industrial... You know, that whole scene that involved the kind of Coil and the Swans and the Young Gods and Head of David and, you know, that, and then there was the very sort of darker side of that with, with Nurse with Wound and the sort of... Oh, I w- See, I never really got into that. Uh, and there was the ex- that, that's it. Of Robin Gristle, you know, with Psychic TV, Current 93, you know. That all, all seemed a psychic, bit weird. Temple of Psychic Youth and... All of that stuff kind of was on that. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you'd have been more into that. So I know. was into that a little bit because there was a sort of, there was a bit of a sort of crass crossover, not a strong one, but there was a bit of right. a crossover. But in nineteen eighty two, I was firmly, I was at Stop the City with the Black Flag, and you know, into all of that, you know, with conflict and crass and rudimentary penai, and, and you know, the goth thing with the makeup and the backcombed hair and stuff just wasn't my thing. I was never into. The Sex Gang Children or Specimen or you know any of those bands, I just I just wasn't into it. It, it wasn't really my thing. And the the narco scene, come nineteen eighty four, nineteen eighty five, kind of went down a turning into the free festival scene, and a lot yeah, of yeah. sort of narco types were sort of Stonehenge warriors and the peace. I suppose. I, I suppose in a way, I probably followed the more sort of you know as you said some of them were slightly linked to the crass thing and what they were, you yeah. know I was fo- I was maybe following the more sort of uh, traditional band thing and you're looking at you know although yeah you know SPK were not a traditional band mm-hmm. and neither were Deutsche Amerikandi Freundschaft or 
that? Jim Fetus, yeah. or, or, or Jim Fetus, you know. Yeah, well, I liked all that. I liked that. I liked that. I really liked, yeah, I really I liked, liked that. that. But, yeah. but then at that time as well, I got into uh, uh, promoting bands as well and putting putting shows on. And I remember putting on um, the likes of uh, Getting the Fear. Do you remember them? Not really, no. Well, Getting the Fear were originally, you know, was Paul Hampshire and Barry Jepsen from Into a Circle. Oh, yeah. And Barry, Barry Jepsen was the bass player for Southern Death Cult from 
you know, industrial yeah, music. Yeah, it was. And it, you know what you to say? When you say when you say goth now as slightly elder statesmen that we are, I mean my chemical romance is not something that I could ever have got into. It's know, difficult, it, isn't know, it, to make those sorts of comments when you're it is because, a bit older be, because you're not looking at it through the same lens as someone yeah. coming into music. And you know, we talked about Witch Fever earlier on, who are a band, a new band I really like, and you know, they, I, I, I've, I've talked to them about bands that they like and stuff, and it's just you know they're a generation away from us, and it's, I know. it's interesting to see what their perception is. I find it really intriguing, and uh, I. It's a difficult one to comment on because we've just got this huge backstory, which, of course, if you're at 25, you don't have. So, well, exactly, exactly. I mean, we could, we could literally, I mean, we could go on all night about, you know, all the bands that we grew up with. And I'm just trying to make some, you know, comparisons and try and bring it. I mean, Youngblood is another comparison of yeah. somebody who's portraying that, that goth imagery in today's world. But, you know, Things like there's things that fitted around, yeah. The Bat Cave was amazing, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, but the Specimen never made a great record, there's not a Specimen record that you could stand up today and go, Wow, that is um, Upside Down by the Jesus and Mary Chain, which is a record that still stands up today. Yeah, I guess it's, there it, is that. And I mean, I mean, I mean, even even Alien Sex Fiend. Probably had oh god no I, I couldn't listen to an alien no, section record I think I do it, have into the abyss a seven inch which I've god knows where I got it from it kind of came into my collection through osmosis I think but I've got that I got well they know well they know a husband and a wife team oh it is I mate mean, let's not let's not give it oxygen um <laughs> anyway we will <laughs> give this auction two uh two other acts that I'd like to throw in that you wouldn't necessarily consider them as goth, but they definitely fitted in that arena where the Chameleons yeah, from Manchester, one of the most underrated bands of all time. I think Chameleons. you went to see them a few years ago. I remember you telling me you were going to see the Chameleons. Was that right? Didn't you go and see Yeah, them? yeah. yeah oh. I've, I've, seen, I've seen them twice in the last three years. And uh, the, guy, the guy's... I can't remember the singer's name, but the guy still got it. The, the sound was amazing. And that leads me on to the other band, Strawberry Switchblade, well, who obviously portrayed the massive imagery that a lot of the females within the goth world were already utilising that, um, you know, almost bastardization of what Susie Sue had done. And they were from Wales. Let's not talk about them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going with the backcomb hair thing. You know. You. You. Well. Anyway. Was that not? I think the guy from Gene Loves Jezebel was called Jay Aston. I don't know. Jay, but I thought I thought she was in box fizz. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so <when> we, <laughs> moving on. So I'm just mindful of the time here. We got. And, and then, then you then you got the flower throwing fields of the nephilim. nephilim. Now, I never yeah. I never got that. Never got. I that. saw them a few times because I was when I worked in Nottingham and we used to go to Rock City a lot and they played there a few times. And I think Carl McCoy was in some film called Hardware, which was a kind of post-apocalyptic. He played this sort of ethereal character who walks out of the desert in his sort of Mad Max cowboy outfit. It was definitely a thing at the time. I mean, they were like a kind of sisters band, Fields of the Nephilim. They were, uh, they were, they were yeah. uh, sisters light. Come on, yeah. third rate. If you needed to throw flour around because you couldn't afford dry ice, 
I actually saw Fields about Fields that definitely played their home. I think they're from Birmingham. They played in Birmingham about three years ago, and I happened to be at the venue for another show because it was one of these three-story venues. And the guy said, "I oh, just go up and watch them if you want." They were supported by Australian band The Church, yeah. Right? And you know, yeah, it was all right, but certainly something I'm never going to go and see again. One final message from me: We did get a message which I'm going to mention. And it's a good way of book, bookending this episode about goth. Was well, I got a message this morning? Uh, if we could try and get Smeg from King Kurt on, right? Because yeah. he would be really funny. And I'm going to try and reach out to Smeg because they did have the best poster ever outside the King Kurt gigs. Was no gangers, no goths. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I went to see uh, King Kurt a few times. I remember. But they were another. They were another flower throwing nonsense. Flower fights and and scrumpy, wasn't it? Was there? It their, was. Yeah. Yeah, I did go and see them. They played again in Nottingham when I was living there, and uh, I never really got into them. I mean, they had that what was yeah. it? Destination Zululand. Destination Zululand. Yeah, if I remember rightly. But yeah. no, you know them and Turkey Bones and the Wild Dogs. Dreadful. What were we thinking? Yeah. Anyway. I think you're gonna. Ha- I think we're gonna have to call it a day on that. That, so, that yeah, right by. Just to say, you know, interesting chat about goth, and we'll get back to sort of more sort of classic punk stuff in the next in the next podcast. We are back on track now. We've got over our social media vandalism, um, yeah. and uh, you know, and uh, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. And you, now, you do you want to say that uh, Instagram handle again, and you and just now, yeah, the, the Instagram handle that you must follow is Dead's Not Punk Podcast. It is the one with the banner of the exploited that yeah. famous album. Okay, great. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we won't see. We'll be speaking to you again in a couple of weeks. I'm going to play us out now, as I said, in a tribute to the late, great Algie Ward, uh, who played on the Damned Album Machine Gun Etiquette with Machine Gun Etiquette. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see you in, uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Stuart. Yeah, no worries, mate. See you later, guys. Make sure you follow us. Bye. Thank you.